So Alabama had one of those infamous player-only meetings. Do those things ever work? You are Locked On Bama, your daily podcast on the Alabama Crimson Tide. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, everybody, and welcome back into Locked On Bama. Luke Robinson, that's me, Jimmy Stein, that's him, Jimmy. Alabama, apparently, according to Tyler Booker on the next round show uh, this morning, said that Alabama had one of those players-only meetings that everybody has when things are going awry. My question is, I've never heard of those really working. Um, In fact, it feels like they always backfire. I mean, again, I I think I see the need for one, um, but – if we didn't have a players-only meeting after Texas, what exactly would be accomplished after meeting with South Florida? Now, the only caveat to all this, he, he also mentioned something, and, and maybe I'm reading too much into this, but he mentioned that some people got some things off their chest, which would lend me to believe that perhaps there was more animosity about Jalen Milrose losing his starting spot than, than people uh, want to admit and maybe some players did take it rather personally. Um, and then, of course, you factor in you're going to play South Florida team you know you should beat blindfolded, and you're playing on the road, and um, you're sort of defeated after your previous defeat. I'm not making any excuses. I want people to be clear. But I, I'm wondering if maybe maybe the airing of grievances, Festivus style, maybe that could help. I, I don't know. You tell me. Um, yeah, I, I don't have a super strong opinion about players only meetings. Uh, I, you know, I, I do know this at, at a professional level, when you're talking about the NFL or major league baseball, they don't happen as much as people think they do. And the players sort of mock it, you know, really, I mean, largely, um, and in terms of people excited that the players did that, I mean, I, I would ask, did the 2020 team do those did 2009 to 2012 any of the Alabama national championship teams did they have players only meetings so I, I, I don't look at it like it's a magic potion or a magic wand or okay cool now everything's fixed uh I don't look at it that way I also don't think that it's bad I mean I don't think that it's bad I think that there's some good in it that some leaders on the team took the initiative to say hey we're going to have a meeting and, and and no coaches will be allowed. And you're going to hear from the leaders about what's going on here. Uh, I guess that's fine. I, I'm, I'm, I'm just not a, a guy that's going to tell everybody listening to the show, Hey, this is going to fix everything. I, I, I tend to think the problems are, are on the tape, you know, and that's what's got to be fixed. And, and it's not so much an attitude. Uh, and in terms of whether the grievances were about the starting quarterback situation, I'm not telling you that it's not. I don't know. I would just think it's dangerous for everybody to assume. I mean, I I, I don't know. I mean, for all we know, you know, all the offense, you know, you know, the the entire offense went to dinner with all the defense's girlfriends. I mean, I I, I don't know. (laughs) You know, know, I mean, in terms of what's going on internally on the team, I think people that assume they know are probably the ones that are most wrong. 
So I, I don't know, could have been about that, could be about stuff we have no knowledge of whatsoever. Uh, I, I think it's, put it this way, I think it's very interesting that the players met. <laughs> did, did it solve anything? Uh, I don't know. I guess we'll find out Saturday against Ole Miss where I do think you're going to see a fired up football team. Uh, we did. We thought we were going to see one this past Saturday. But, you know, one, one other quick point, Luke. You know, we talked about it on this show, and I think we might have missed something last week, Me and because me, me and you talked about it. We said when we were picking games for last week, we said Texas is not going to play well against Wyoming because right. they're going to be sky high, and, 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 and it's a come-down game for them. And sure enough, we were largely correct, right? It was 10-10 to 10 after three quarters. Now, Texas did score four touchdowns in the fourth quarter, almost similar to what they did against Alabama, and won the game handily. Why did we assume that the loser of that game also wasn't going to have a come-down game? There was just no way Alabama was going to be up for South Florida uh, coming after what amounted to the biggest game of the year and when there was a big emotional letdown. If we saw it coming for Texas, maybe we should have seen it coming for Alabama. Fair, but hard to have a letdown when you don't get up. You know, I think um, they were up for Texas. I think they were up for Texas. Okay. They just didn't win the game. But again, I, 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 I'm with you. I understand. I'm joking a little bit. Um, yeah. And I go back to the players only meeting thing. And I think you're right. The 2020 and the, the 2015, well, 2015 may have had one after Ole Miss. I don't know. Uh, but I, I doubt 2020 did. I doubt 2009 did. I doubt, uh, you know, 2011 or 12 did. I, I mean, there wasn't a need to have one after the game of the century against LSU. I mean, they played pretty well. That was two unbelievable teams. Um, and in 12, I mean, yeah, they lost to Manziel, but I think that was very understandable in hindsight. Um, at the time, we didn't know Manziel was that good, but whatever. Um, I just, and I appreciate Tyler Booker's effort. I mean, Tyler Booker is – whether you believe he's actually the leader of the offensive line, he is efforting to be yeah. the leader of the offensive line. I give him props for that. And he's he's being outspoken, and, and maybe maybe he's being a little too outspoken. Maybe he didn't – maybe we didn't need to know about the players-only meeting. I kind of wish we didn't. But that that's why – Jimmy, I have no problem saying this. That's why I'm not a big fan of having players on our show because – when you have a player on your show, you can only ask so much. I mean, right. I feel like we can be a little more honest here, um, even though, I mean, it's not like we're talking behind their backs. I mean, this is a public thing. At the same time, I mean, it would be really uncomfortable and kind of crappy yeah. to, to question I don't what's going be on. In that posi- I don't want to be in that position. I mean, what? in this type show, I don't want to be in that position. I want to have a, a player on the show and then start the interview with uh, – what was that? I mean, you know, how do you, how do you, it's not. So do y'all suck in practice too or what? Um, (laughs) No, no, it wouldn't be, it wouldn't be like that, but, but nevertheless, like it's, it's a good point. And again, these, they aren't pros, Uh, you know, they they aren't pros. I just saw brave recently in Atlanta brave. Who's who's a long time veteran player was asked about, you know, after you know they they lost a few games and said hey can we expect to hear something about a players only meeting and his response was oh, oh god i hope not yeah i mean he's like do we do we have to be reminded that we have to play better you know and, and you know maybe maybe college kids do <laughs> but no, uh I, yeah I'm, I'm not a i'm not a big players only meeting fan 
but what's it going to hurt? You know, and I like that the leadership called. Let, let me say this, that I'm, I'm sort of anti-players only meetings because it feels like that they only happen when things are going awry. And it, and it only seems to give the, um, it only seems to give the appearance that they're doing something about it. In this particular instance, I'm a little more for it because I can certainly see, I mean, look, if you're on Twitter, if you read the comments in some of our YouTube, you, you can, you can attest to this, that there are people out there who are uh, turning this into a racial division sometimes about Jalen Milrow and Ty Simpson or Butner or whatever. And I, and again, that shit comes with the territory, right? I mean, we dealt with Zhao and Watts way back in the day. We know what's up. I'm sorry. I got the sniffles. Um, but I don't think that's what it is. I feel like uh, I really don't. I personally don't. Um, and I wish it wasn't that way, but if that is the case and um, some, uh, s- some players felt that same way, and if what Tyler Booker, and I, this is me reading between the lines, if what Tyler Booker was saying was, we got some things off our chest. If people went in there and said, you know, I felt I felt Jalen Milrow was slighted, and here's why, whether you thought it was for whatever reason, uh, and here's why. And maybe everybody understood, and then all of a sudden, uh, people were like, yeah, maybe I didn't play as hard because I was sort of, sort of uh, down about the fact that my guy didn't, uh, get the get to play, and then maybe there were some pro Simpson guys saying, "Hey, I was down because I thought that if you were going to make a change, make it to my guy." And then maybe there were some Buckner guys saying, "Hey, do you know the way back to Notre Dame?" No, I, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, anyway, <laughs> I, and I would just reiterate one last time that they may have met as a team for 30 minutes and quarterback never came up. Yeah. It, you know, I, we don't we don't know we don't know, and I, I think it's it's uh, not. We should we shouldn't assume something as fact. We we can guess we can guess and that's fine. But that that's all it is. Uh, we'll see. I wish they'd have Jimmy, a players only meeting on at, 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 in the backfield against Ole Miss at, uh, at, at where Jackson Dart sits in the pocket. That is a that is a very good comment. Um, listen, I want to tell everybody now that uh, about better help. Um, this episode is brought to you and sponsored by BetterHelp. Uh, just an absolutely fantastic resource. Uh, you, you need to go check them out. If you're having any problems with anything in terms of mental health, we want you to go get uh, the help you need. Uh, if you've ever benefited from uh, therapy, you know exactly what I'm talking about. I have benefited from therapy. And I'm telling you, I've been there when you're, it's late at night and you got a lot of work problems or family problems, relationship problems, um, friend problems, whatever. I've got I've got some friends going through uh, divorce right now that I never thought would ever, ever, ever get divorced. And I, I've been encouraging them to uh, seek out some some assistance with this because it is very difficult for a guy who's had depression and been through a divorce, I'm telling you, it's tough, especially when you have children involved, things like that. There is no shame in, in getting help for these things. It's so important, actually. It's not, in fact, it's almost shameful to not seek out help. So I would highly, highly recommend BetterHelp. What a fantastic resource uh, this is. BetterHelp. Go check them out. If, if you've got any issue out there, this is where the, what's it going to hurt? It's, it's, it can really be done uh, discreetly. So you need to go check them out. Visit betterhelp.com slash locked on college today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H E L P, 
youtube.com slash locked on college. You can do things like switch counselors in the middle of it if you're not jiving with your counselor or whatever. And betterhelp.com slash locked on college. It, it can really help you out there. So uh, highly, highly, highly recommend it. Okay, Jimmy. Um, got one. I think we got to address this now. Who do you think should start at QB? I'm, I'm going to tell right. you my thoughts first. That I, I have given this. I have pondered this situation. Almost needed to check out BetterHelp myself after Saturday. Um, but I'm, I'm I'm going with the two quarterback system for this particular game. And let me tell you why. I think Sim- I think it's clear now Simpson's going to be the backup. I think if he's not the starter, okay? If Milrow's the starter, Simpson's back up and vice versa. I think that's the way it is. I think Milrow perhaps, I'm hoping, fingers crossed, has learned a lesson from the way that last week was handled. Um, I think I understand his angst. I understand his anger about not being the starter and, in fact, not even being the backup. I get it. At the same time, if you really are concerned about the well-being of the team, I think you handle it better so that the team can can handle it better as well, handle it with you. So I'm hoping that he learns his lesson from that. I'm hoping that um, Simpson, if he's not the starter, and he may not be, if he's not the starter, that he can handle that role as well, the being the new backup. And so I'm going with the two-quarterback system but for a couple of reasons. Number one, I think it gives Ole Miss something else to prepare for. Anything we can put on Pete Golding's plate that can confuse him more, I think, is a positive. And um, also, let's get them both in there. Let's see who performs the best. And, if look, I'm not doing one of those things that Spurriers do, like take a quarterback out after each play I'm not, to run the play in. I'm not doing that. But I am doing – maybe we maybe you start Simpson. I, I don't care. Maybe, Put Milrow there if you want to. Maybe you start Simpson and you give him a couple of drives. If Alabama gets it going, then you leave him in there and you tell Milrow, hey, we're going to get you in there. But we're rolling right now. I don't want to upset that apple cart. Same time, you you let them know both in advance. Let's say it's Milrow the other way around. You tell Simpson the same thing. I think you tell them both. The plan is to play you both 100%. But if the first one that goes in there is kicking butt, you're staying in. And – I think that also can build up some confidence. And I would like to see both of them play because I would like to see this team get some more unity. Right now there seems to be some clear divisions about who's whose quarterback is their guy, offense versus defense almost. I mean, there, there seems to be a lot of division. And I'm ready to uh, – let's get this thing together. Let's have some unity. Yeah, unity would be uh, nice if that is, is an issue on the team. I don't know that. Uh you know, in terms of who should start a quarterback, I mean, I think there's two different ways to look at it. What is the staff likely to do and, and what would happen if I was in charge? I, I think B is, you know, in terms of what would I do is is, is super irrelevant to everything in the world <laughs> and not it doesn't matter and isn't going to affect anything. It's what the, what the staff is going to do and kind of a guess on our, our part in terms of, uh, of what we're going to see Saturday. I'm with Luke in this sense. Uh, you know, when I'm thinking of what's the most probable thing we're going to see, I'm with Luke. I'm not really going to call it a, a, a two-quarterback system so much as I think most likely we're going to see Ty Simpson and Jalen Milrow on Saturday. I, I think most likely that's the result. I think the second most likely 
result Saturday is that we see Jalen Milrow for 60 minutes. And I think the third least likely thing is that we see Ty Simpson for 60 minutes. Uh, but I think any of those three things can happen. I don't rule any of that out. I just think seeing both of them is the most likely, followed by seeing Milrow for 60 minutes. I think what we have a very slow or very low percentage of seeing Saturday is uh, Tyler Butner playing again or uh, going to Dylan Lonergan, who, who, who I do think I don't rule out seeing Dylan at some point this season, but I, I don't think or I doubt that Dylan is ready. And I know a lot of people don't get that. A lot of people say, play the best player, just play the best player. And if it was that easy, if it was that easy, the Pittsburgh Pirates would have Paul Skeens in their rotation right now. I mean, the first pick in the draft, right? Best college pitcher we've seen in years. Most armed talent in the organization, no doubt. You know, he, you know his little girlfriend, Livy Dunn, she, she's going to watch him play minor league baseball because Paul Skeens doesn't, doesn't play for the Pittsburgh that's Pirates yet. Yeah, that's right. You don't, oh, you don't, read, you don't read the internet? I, I do. Is there on computers now? Um, but no, my, my point is – It's on the internet. Um, you're the number one pick in baseball, and you're dating Livy Dunn, who's already worth a gazillion. She's gorgeous. Oh, should have worked on my fastball. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> and the All Pirates right. still want him to work on that fastball in the minor leagues because <laughs> he's not ready for the big leagues, and that's all that's happening with Dylan, right? College football doesn't have the minor leagues, but what you do have is the scout team and you have practice. So, uh, yeah, I, I think Dylan, of all the quarterbacks on this roster right now, Dylan may prove to be the best one, but uh, I also don't think that he's ready. And I think that uh, we'll, we'll just have to see uh, when he's ready. It might happen later this year. But as far as giving us the best chance to win Saturday, uh, I think it's Jalen Milrow or possibly Ty Simpson. But uh, chances are we'll see both. Yeah, I, I definitely think we're going to see both. And I know there's some people who are against that. But I think that's the way to go. And look, Jimmy, I'm, I'm, I'm going to tell you all right now, I'm, I'm on the verge of picking Ole Miss to win this game. I'm scared to death. I really am. I, I know I, it, a lot of people don't want to hear that. It's a Bama podcast. I should be a homer and blah, blah, blah. But, man, I am really glass. I'm not even glass half full. The glass was half full. Somebody knocked it over, broke it, and I don't even have any cups. I don't have any bounty. I got nothing to clean it up with. That's what I'm worried about. And I know this is Luke going overboard, but I'm just telling you what. There's I'm, I'm trying to decide which avenue I'm going to take. Either we're going to just – fold like Superman on laundry day, or we're going to take the the other side of the road, which is everybody's going to start doubting us. Ole Miss is going to be a very trendy pick, very trendy. So, and then we're going to come out and we're going to bludgeon them. I, I don't, I don't see this being uh, a, I don't know that I even see it being a close game either way. I think Ole Miss either buries us or we bury them. So I don't know. I will talk more about that as the week goes on. I want to talk about a guy that we, think is committed next when we come back but right now i need to tell you about athletic brewing company and what i was doing when jimmy was talking a minute there was i was getting all our my athletic brewing stuff out like the, here it is right here the little box that everything came in now time for your game changer of the week brought to you by athletic brewing company uh, talked about it. That is going to be Roydell Williams. Much like Roydell Williams, Athletic Brewing has completely changed the non-alcoholic beer game. They make non-alcoholic beers that actually taste good. 
I'm telling you, these things are delicious. I've had some of them. This is my second box of them. They're just fantastic. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take one out right now and show you what they look like just because I, I think that that will help give you the old visual. And I don't even know. Let's surprise everybody with ta-da. This is layback lime and salt. I might crack open one right here at the office. And you know what? I can do it. It's non-alcoholic. That's awesome. And it tastes delicious. It's awesome. You will love it. No hangovers ever. Can't say enough good things about that. They're fit for all time. So you can drink them anytime, anywhere and make any activity even more enjoyable, like watching a game, like working out, like at work, whatever. They have just uh, made it so easy for you to enjoy uh, this product. Go check out athleticbrewing.com. First time customers can use promo code locked on and get 15% off your first online order. That's code locked on, all one word at checkout, 15% off at athleticbrewing.com. Near beer, excuse, exclusions and conditions do apply. And Athletic Brewing Company is fit for all times, baby. And I forgot the, uh, I forgot the little, what do you call it? The little thing right here, the little crawler thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's a, there it is. That's a good looking thing. Athletic that's a good Bre- looking crawl. Athleticbrewing.com, but whatever. Um, Zach told me, my boss, Zach Blackerby, said, uh, just don't worry about it. But I like to put the thing up. I like to try to make up for my mistakes. And so I spend a no, lot of time. Making up. I like it. You know, I told, uh, my, I told my daughter the other day, you know, she messed up and she, I said, look, Sila, you've got to learn, you know, embrace your mistakes. So she gave me a hug. Um, anyway, <laughs> anyway, uh, I probably would have been better if I, said it about my wife because my daughter had no say so in my fatherhood of her um anyway qb reese yes is ironically a linebacker from ramsey high school in birmingham now some people might be wishing he was a literal qb at this point (laughs) no is there anything funnier than what are the two uh sticking points from this past weekend people are mad about the quarterback they're mad about tommy reese and now we're going to get a commitment from QB Reese. QB Reese. <laughs> that is weird. Um, anyway, I like him a lot. Is he undersized? Yeah. But let me tell you what he does. This is coming from a guy who does a college, uh, excuse me, high school scoreboard show just about every Friday right. night. Every Friday night when I hear about what Ramsey did, it's always QB Reese with 38 tackles, three sacks. Right fumble recovery. I mean, he right. tackles everybody. I've also seen him play live, and I'm telling you, the guy is super, super active. I remember vividly and distinctly last year calling a game of his going, um, I know that he he's not prototypical, but my God, he's everywhere. And now, yeah. you know who is also that way? And I take it a plus or minus – sort of a Justin Jefferson type of thing, right? I mean, right? We haven't seen a lot out of him this year. He was number one Juco, blah, blah, blah. We hadn't seen a ton out of him. And um, he's a little bit smaller too. Now, maybe that just – maybe the, that transitive property doesn't work. I love QB Reese. I think he can be a fantastic college player if he is committed. Now, here's the caveat. He committed on Twitter – Saturday night or Sunday morning or something like Saturday that. night, yeah, late yeah. Saturday night. Yeah, it's weird. And then so I so I immediately go to all the message boards and I want to pull up all the information I can. I thought you and I might even talk about it. And then it wasn't official anywhere. 
And in fact, right. Andrew Bone over at Own Three, I think, came out and said, "Look, we're we're looking into this. We're not sure if he actually is committed or can commit or whatever." And um, as far as I know, it still hadn't been made officially official. I feel like he will be in this class, and I'm hope that he does. I like him a lot. Only a three star. I think that could get bumped up. I think he's fantastic, Jimmy. I would definitely take him in this class. What do you think about it? Uh, I like him a lot. Uh, QB and like like uh, like Luke said over at BOL, where we uh, uh, feel like we have the best uh, recruiting reporters in the business, and certainly covering the Alabama beat. Uh, uh, we have not yet reported uh, him as officially committed, uh, and we're monitoring the situation. It's the best way to put monitoring the situation. QB has to have discussions with with uh, with a lot of people at Alabama, so uh, it's something to monitor and something to keep track of, and uh, and we'll have you up to date over there uh, and and here on this show, of course, after it happens. So uh, if if it happens now, in terms of whether I like the kid, of course I do. Super productive points. I mean, that that's the best thing about him. Plays big school football, but he's crazy productive. I mean, in terms and, and in my experience, Luke, the big school kids who are super productive, it, it tends to work out. There's not a lot of bust uh, with kids who are super productive at, at a high level of football. Uh, you know, his dad was. I'm, I'm so old. I remember his dad as a prospect who signed with Auburn. His dad was a fantastic prospect from West End, also a linebacker. What? linebacker wide receiver type a long time ago uh that 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 uh that signed with Auburn uh over Alabama but now the son's a kind of an Alabama kid and and uh and he likes us a lot we like him a lot it's just a matter of you know is there gonna be room to take him I would say the knock I'm not gonna say you know other than size obviously but the knock here Luke in terms of like well why would you well he's extremely similar to Sterling Dixon who's in this commitment class I mean they're they're really highly similar kids you're sort of taking two of the same kind right it's kind of like going to a grocery store and and you're looking at the uh the cereal and you, you buy cocoa krispies and cocoa puffs you know it's like well, well wait a minute that 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 doesn't that taste the same and the, isn't that the same cereal? it's probably made by the same people i'm just trying to think of two two cereals that that seem seem a lot alike you know um they're just they're they're very similar guys so that could be a factor. I don't know. Uh, I just know that QB is uh, highly productive. And for people, need to keep this in mind, too. He was a camp offer. This kid was not a take for Alabama, and he came to camp. And really, Alabama ramped up their interest in him after working with him at camp. So he would be another one of the camp kids. So we'll uh, we'll see what happens, and we'll have you up to date at uh, – at BOL when this when the story breaks and we'll talk about it right here on Locked On Bama after it does. Oh, very good cross promo there. Look at you getting better with your earphones staying in. That's so funny because I just did another show and they did not. So <laughs> see you've gotten better show to show. It's amazing. Uh, all right. That's going to do it for today's that's going to do it for today's podcast, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us, man. We've gotten a lot of new subscribers lately. A lot of people love to tune in when Alabama isn't doing quite as well. Um, let's see if y'all tune in. If we do really well this weekend, please do. We love you. Um, I'm predicting an Alabama win this weekend. I am. Uh, Jackass. I do. <laughs> I do. I, hey, like Luke, I, I I spent a lot of yesterday considering this, but I've, I've, I've done some work on Ole Miss already, and uh, – Feeling better. People need to remember this. 
the Alabama that played the first seven quarters of this season beats Ole Miss. The Alabama yeah. that played the last five quarters will not. So let's try and find that Alabama. Yeah. Um, all right. We'll talk tomorrow. Until then, roll tight, everybody. Roll tight.